0: Hi everybody, this is Moshe Fried, and welcome to the very 30th episode of the Class Stars podcast. Today, I'd like to share with you the story about the prince who thought he was a chicken. The big question is, how do teachers like us, who are being pulled in so many directions, with so many demands and so much to do, how do we make sure that we not only get through our lesson as planned, but also make sure that every child is noticed every day, and that each one gets the attention they need to succeed? That is the question. And the Class Stars podcast is here to give you the answer. Here is your host, Moshe Freed. So before we get into the story of the prince who thought he was a chicken, let me just give you a little bit of the backstory of what reminded me of this story, which is a story that I had heard as a kid. I even remembered having a book that had this story as a kid. I could not remember the the book or the source of it. The story stuck in my head. But actually, I was talking with a few Hasidic rabbis last week. And uh, the story came up with them as well. And they verified that it is a story that is set over by uh, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. So uh, he gets the credit for the story. Um, but really, what happened was a couple of weeks ago, one of uh, the teachers, one of the great teachers that... I have become friends with through Facebook, reached out to me about a particular student of hers that's really, really struggling. And what complicates the matter even further is that his mother is actually part of the Parent Teachers Association and she doesn't seem to recognize the need for help that her son has. She's always putting it on the teachers, on the school. And in fact, whatever kind of consequence they try to implement to try to motivate this boy she will mom will go ahead and and kind of take the legs out from from under them for example they had a school trip and they told this boy they were you know they're in florida they were going to sea world and the teacher said you know if you're not going to do you know whatever it was the work that needed to be done you're not going to be able to come with us. And mom said, that's okay, I'll take you to World." So here they're trying to work with this child and mom is actually working against them. It's been really, really difficult. And again, this teacher who does not want to be named, uh, wants to stay anonymous in the story because it's, it's a complicated situation. Uh, is a good teacher. She's a really good teacher. We've spoken many times. She's shared with me stories of the success that she's had with her students. She makes very, very meaningful connections with them and really gets kids that are struggling, really gets them out of their struggle and gets them into a good place. But with this particular child, it's been really, really tough. So we've been talking and trying to brainstorm and figuring out what to do. And uh, last week we had the following back and forth through Facebook messenger. Um, Last Monday, I texted her, hi, any update on the child that we spoke about? And her response was, yes, he is now avoiding work by sleeping in class. He does no work. His mom tried to enroll him in a private school, and he got approved for a scholarship. He took the entrance exam, but scored below grade level. When they told her that he would be admitted, but only to a grade below, she was not agreeable. So I asked her, have you been able to engage him at any level? Forget about work. Will have a will he have a conversation about sports or a movie, something? And her response was, oh yeah, he can be pleasant on his terms. He actually sits with me at lunch. I asked her, does he think that what he's doing makes sense? Does he understand the problem at all? <clears throat> and her response was, and this is really the part that that just, you know, tugs at your heart. And she said, I think he's just so beaten down because he has no skills due to being enabled that he doesn't want to try. He has low self-esteem. His mom won't get him help. And then the teacher says, he's actually a good kid, just a product of, of his environment. He knows he should try. When asked why he doesn't do the work, he says because he's lazy. That breaks my heart. He must be used to being called lazy at home. So my response was, It sounds like you're in the perfect position to help him. Let's work on this together. And my instructions to her was as follows. First, he needs to understand that he isn't lazy. He's just discouraged. And there's a big difference between those two. Anyone experiencing what he has to deal with would be discouraged. The second step is to find a task that's simple enough for him to do and will serve as a stepping stone to larger tasks. And that the teacher will need to think of something that's appropriate at his level of learning. Um... So that's what we decided. She said she was going to think about it. We'll try to get him a jump start. Then once we get his engine r- running, we'll figure out what the next step is. So the next day, I sent her a- another message and I said, so how did it go today? And she sends me a picture of him with his head down on his desk in the back of the room. And <clears throat> and of course, uh, that's disappointing. She then tells me, so far this morning, he has walked away when I was talking to him and he's fallen asleep. He has also refused to take a test. And just now, okay. (laughs) She says, and just now he farted out loud. It was so funny. She said that you canceled all the parties for the rest of the year, so he didn't want to come today. He wanted to know why he should go to school if they're not even going to have a party. Um, For an education? that was sent to me from a friend, her being his mother. So this is the teacher becoming really, really frustrated. He's sleeping again. He's just ignoring the instruction. Now using sleeping as a defense mechanism, he's completely shut down. He got kicked out of his ELA class this afternoon as well. He was being disrupted, lifting the desk and making noises. And my response was, we're gonna have to take this very slow. He obviously needs a lot of help, but mom is not on board. So we need to work with the cards we were dealt and then the story of the prince who thinks he's a chicken popped into my head back from years and years ago and the story goes like this. There was once a king and a queen who lived in a far away, wonderful kingdom, everything was great, the subjects were happy, the king and queen were very, very kind. They had just one problem, they had a son who was probably middle, middle school age and One day, while sitting at dinner, the son gets out of his seat and jumps onto the table and starts clucking like a chicken. Of course, the king and queen were very, very disturbed and they asked him, what's going on? He said, I'm a chicken and I can only sit under the table. And they turned to him and said, you know, you're not a chicken. And he said, yes, I am. And he refused to come out for the duration of the meal. The next day, the same thing happened. The prince jumped onto the table and took his clothes off and started clucking like a chicken. The next day, the same thing. And the next day, and the next day. This, kept, this pattern kept repeating itself. After a while, the prince would only eat food off of the floor, under the table of the dinner table because that's how chickens eat. The king and queen were very, very disturbed. They called people from far and wide to try to talk to the prince, to try to persuade him that he's not a chicken, he's a prince, he should sit at the table, he should eat with dignity, but he refused to hear it. This went on for several months and the king and queen were very, very despondent. One day a wise man from another kingdom came by and when the king and queen heard that this wise man was here, they called him into the palace and they explained the situation and they asked him, do you think you can help our son? And he said, I think I can, but it's going to take some time. And you need to just be patient and bear with me. So the first day that the wise man is there, he joins the king and queen at the table together with the prince. And as if on cue, the prince jumps underneath the table, starts clucking like a chicken, refusing to cooperate. And the wise man follows exactly what the prince had just done. He also takes off his clothes, he jumps onto the table, and he also starts to cluck like a chicken. You can imagine the spectacle. Everyone was shocked, but no one was more shocked than the prince. The prince turns to this man and says, who are you? The wise man turns to the prince and says, who are you? The prince says, I'm a chicken. I live here and this is where I eat. The wise man says, well, I'm also a chicken and I also live here and this is where I eat. And the prince was completely caught off guard, totally not expecting this. So, didn't know what to say. After a couple of minutes, continued on his usual routine of clucking like a chicken and of course, the wise man did everything that the prince was doing. He also clucked like a chicken. He also ate from the floor. And this went on day after day for about a week. After a week, After a week, the wise man turns to the prince and says, you know, I was wondering, do you think chickens really need to not wear anything when we're under the table? I mean, you can still be a chicken and just wear a shirt and a pair of pants. You know, that doesn't really make you not a chicken. A lot of chickens wear a shirt and pants. And the prince says, you think so? You think we can do that? And the wise man says, yeah, in fact, I'm even going to do it. Let's, Let's do it together. Let's both wear some clothing, let's, we, we don't have to do this, this is, you know, it gets cold. Let's, let's get dressed. So the prince says, okay, no problem, we'll do that and we can still be a chicken. A couple of days later, <clears throat> the wise man says to the prince, you think, you think we really need to eat off the floor? I mean, how clean is this floor anyway? You know, maybe we should take plates and put the food on a plate before we eat it. It'll be a lot more clean, probably healthier and the prince was a little skeptical but the wise man said yeah yeah you can still be a chicken you can still be a chicken and eat off off of a plate it doesn't you know it doesn't mean you're not a chicken just because you're eating off of a plate and this went on for a few days and about a week or so later <clears throat> the wise man says to the prince you know I, I heard that uh, there are some chickens that actually sit at the table you can sit at the table and you don't have to do this clocking sound by the way we we know Everybody knows that we're chickens, so we don't need to cluck. We don't need to remind anybody like that. It's probably annoying for the other people, and everybody knows, so we could stop clucking. Obviously, by this time, they were already eating, dressed off of a plate, just still under the table, and slowly but surely, the wise man made other suggestions and continued to reassure the prince that despite his behavior, he's still a chicken and of course the prince complied. Eventually, every symptom of acting like a chicken was taken care of, and the wise man said to the prince, see, you're a prince, you're not even really a chicken, you're just like everybody else, you're very dignified, you have tremendous potential, you have tremendous opportunity, and it would be wise for you to take advantage of it, and one day you'll rule the kingdom instead of your father, and and the subjects will be very grateful for everything that you do. And the prince took it, he bought it. So obviously, the purpose of the story is to remind us as teachers, as educators, that sometimes kids are stuck, just like this child is stuck, he puts his head down, he thinks he's lazy, and we've got to take it slow. We've got to get in there with him, we've got to get under the table, we've got to also be a chicken. And slowly but surely build him up step by step, one step at a time. And if you do that and you're patient, then you let him know that you're there for him and you're not against him. You're not arguing with him. Forget about academic work. He's not holding by that. But if you take it one step at a time, eventually, in many cases, you'll be able to get him to where he needs to be. If you're able to sit with him by lunch and have decent conversations, engage him. Again, leave the work Aside, he's not getting the work done anyway. Let's take it step by step. Let's remember the story of the prince who had a chicken, who thought he was a chicken. Let's work with these kids. Let's build them up. And once we get them, we can have an impression on them that they will never forget for the rest of their lives. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe. Tell your friends that this is the best podcast in education. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into the Class Stars podcast. To learn more about our vision for education, subscribe to us, visit our website, take our free training, sign up for the newsletter, and follow us on social media. Join the revolution in education and become a class stars today, empowering educators one episode at a time.